what is up everybody it's saturday you know what that can mean sometimes it's a brand new edition of curveballs and share shots it is your boy Brandon Tanguma. don't have to worry about trying to figure out a new intro for this podcast because it's back to just the og twosome it's the best version of it yes the voice you hear is my lovely esteemed co-host dominic cops and dominic it's only been three weeks in tyler's already getting out of his contract and trying not to be on the podcast but it's okay it's okay How are you doing Pe- today people have come to love the voices of brandon and dominic dominic and brandon but you know tyler was a welcomed addition hey he's still part of the, the, the crew but you know he uh sadly couldn't make it this week um he is um tending to his vaginosis on his own personal vagina he is a what we call a pussy yes because he's a very busy person he was booked we are doing this at seven o'clock in the morning and you know we all know tyler had very important things to do vaginosis so yes the vaginosis has kicked in it really kicks out on saturday he's able to kind of get into control friday nights but it really flares up saturday yeah, morning so exactly unfortunately he couldn't join us today we kind of knew that we it wasn't going to be an every week thing for old which Ty is Gandhi, fine, which is fine, which which is is fine. fine. Yeah. you know, it, it makes his appearances worth more when he shows up. But uh, when he shows up, he better bring the thunder. Yeah, not this. You know, he better watch every wrestling show and the lightning, mm. lightning and the thunder. Radioactive. I don't know. No, but, you know, he better fucking watch all the wrestling and he better know everything that's happened in sports the next time he comes on. Or he's going to have to, you know, one thing we don't, we, we never figured out, which maybe we can discuss real quick. You know, there's all these things. If we breach our contract, what happens if he breaches the contract? Oh, what mean, exactly would be breaching the contract? Cause we didn't lay out any parameters on what he has to do for work. I know, but he's not here, so we can't defend it. So, you know, I think all we asked of him was at least, you know, by Friday, we should start seventh. We it's a hard time at seven thirty, but you know we don't usually start till probably about seven forty five, eight o'clock. Most of the time, we have we have production meetings. We're a very, uh, you know, very professional podcaster. Exactly. So, well, we ask is for at least a thirty minute heads up. So, granted, maybe we need to extend that out a little bit because, you know, maybe it's like a two hour window. Well, and if Tyler yeah. wa- if Tyler wants to get out quote unquote get out of this contract we we've talked to the uh, the higher ups we've talked to the legal team here at curveballs and chair shots and yes we have found a, a loophole a way for the contract to be null and voided tyler if he wants to be on the podcast still is free willing to still be on the podcast and if he wants to go to his old podcast he's free to do that too but the uh, there is one uh thing that everybody involved has to do the whole reason for this contract, if you guys know, would be the infamous uh, Dom Toretto podcast from <clears throat> uh, Trap Door to Hell. Just say it. Oh, just finish the coffee uh, with Bailey's in it. God damn it. Yeah, so, so Dominic might be drunk by the end of this podcast, but um, we have discussed and we are accepting to null and void the contract as long as all three parties involved in that infamous episode are willing to apologize for the actions and the words stated on that podcast. Dominic, you were the butt of many jokes on that podcast. We didn't take very lightly to that. You know, I can make fun of you 
Yes, Maybe Mr. X can make fun of you or yes, someone else. You know, in the curveballs and church shots universe, it's free game. But once, you know, once other you people, cross a boundary, it's unacceptable. And then we had a, you know, sh- you know, we had a, you know, shots were taken and we yes. took their talent. But if Travis wants Tyler back, if Tyler wants to go back to Travis, all they have to do is apologize. Just apologize for the word stated. You know, keep my, ma- my name out your damn mouth. Exactly. But all three of them have to do it. All three of them have to do it. And I don't want just a text message. I want a, de- a podcast dedicated to the lovable, the likeness, the I want a 100% fucking pro Dominic podcast. No one negative thing Boy. said about my name. Okay, we, we can go with we can go with the no negative things. I don't know if we can go with the full positive Dominic podcast. I was asking them maybe a little bit. No, too no, 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 no. If they want him back, and they want, you know, all that, then fine. That's what that that's what I want. But if they want if they want to negotiate terms, you know, they know where to find us. Right here every weekend, Fridays and maybe sometimes Saturdays. But yes, no. Uh, I was not here on Friday because I went to a West Coast Pro show. It was a great time. I don't know if I would say it was the best indie wrestling show I've ever been to, but it's damn close. Definitely the best West Coast Pro show I've ever been to. What Follow is the us. best indie show you've ever been to? I don't know. I mean, those APW shows were pretty fun. Of course, you know, that BTW show that you, you know, the one lone indie show you went to when you fell in love with Shotzi. Oh, that was the best day. That was the best day outside of getting engaged and meeting the studio audience and everything revolving around that relationship. Exactly. But best like, day like, of Dominic's like the, life right there. The, the wrestling life yes. of mine. Best day of my life. Laying eyes on Shotzi for the first time and then you, you're pussying out to meeting her at the at the merch stand. But it's okay. We've all been there. Um, you know, Dominic, if you and the studio audience are more than willing to come watch a West Coast Pro show, they've you know, really stepped up their game, getting kind of big outside name talents that you might be aware of. They had some uh, Yuji Nagata. They had Minoru Suzuki. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We posted a video on there of Suzuki and Kevin Blackwood getting into a little chop fight. It's great. You know, shout out Instagram reels. I'd be, you know, I'd be dogging Instagram reels because I'm definitely more of a TikTok guy. But, you know, we're doing some numbers over there on Instagram reels. So curveballs and chair shots might have to be a, a, a fixture. On the Instagram reels. I mean, can, do you understand now why, you know, for the longest time, me and the studios are just strictly on Instagram? Just because those reels can just really just just catch your attention. I know. I know. Don't, you know, it, it's only been less than 12 hours. We're doing doing some numbies. So shout nice, out. Nice. Shout out Instagram are we, uh, can we turn monetization on? Uh, maybe, you know, I got to look into it. I got to talk to the legal team and the monetization team. It's too early to be saying big words like that. I know. But let's, let's get into it, Dominic. Unless there's anything you would like to say, any other words, any work stories, any other intro shenanigans you would like to talk about? I mean, I just, I just want to throw out there that I played three games of Fortnite last night with wow. Tifty. Well, I was well. They have had the update for Fortnite no building for a month now at this point. And we still have not played it. Well, I played last night with my manager. Wow, the uh, other Brandon, the, your favorite Brandon? No, that that's the what what's Brandon's title? CEO? Yeah. No, this is my actual manager, Andrew. And uh we've got a dubski. Hmm. And duos. Does he, but does he have all the cool Fortnite emotes and things that I do? Does he have does he have the Travis Scott skin? 
Exactly. Exactly. What on the matter right he, now? He doesn't have the David Pumpkin skin. Shout out <laughs> David Pumpkins. <laughs> no, but um, but uh, yeah, no. Me, me and the students came home from Costco, and we were like, just kind of like, you know, after we ate our dinner, we're kind of. She was like, "You want to play video games?" I'm like, "Fuck it!" And then realized that I forgot that I had like a had to reset our power strip, so I had to fucking took me maybe like 45 minutes to finally get Fortnite updated and shit. And then I texted him and we go and play with me and studio audience. Well, he knows her by her, her legal name, but you know, because for, for the podcast sake. Um, and he was like, okay. He said, okay, FN. And I'm like, if that means Fortnite, then yeah. I didn't know FN meant Fortnite. So, but then studio audience was like, ah, I'm going to bed. I was like, all right, I'll play with him still. The first game was terrible. Second game, we got the dub and the third game we don't talk about. Okay. So third game. Oh, uh third game. Uh it was embarrassing on my part. So someone fall to their death. And I might I might have been two double IPAs deep, so it's fine. Wow. Two double IPAs deep. So that's like four IPAs. Yes, sir. They're eight point four percent each. Which we're not gonna drink in the case race. That's definitely gonna happen, right, Dominic? We're gonna do a case race. It's gonna be me and you versus some other teams, and we're gonna fucking dominate. So the only thing that is stopping me from saying 100% I'm down because my, 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 my theory, hear me out is, you know, for, for, for those who don't know, a case race would be drinking beer. Everybody has to at least finish a 12 pack. So 24 for the group of the twosome. That's what the case, that's what a case race would be. Continue. And I feel like, uh, uh, you know, I think there's a little bit like, how do you determine? I feel like, like the gentleman at the podcast, we know no longer mention. Um, I feel like they would just stone cold it and just pour it on their face and say, that's a drink in it. You know, I think they, they, they'd be cheaters. Whereas I like to sip and, you know, I could chug a beer, but I like to enjoy the flavor, you know, and then I want to I want to clarify too. He said he doesn't know how many beers I can drink till it gets shitty. It's probably like nine or ten. There you go. And then you seem like two, three extra more, and then you're fine. Yeah. I mean, the only problem is like you probably have to finish it within like a two hour window, which kind of makes it worse because usually if you're drinking like nine or ten beers, that's probably over like three to four hours. But then you, you shorten the time frame, and it just probably makes it worse. I want to say the most beers I've drinking in a, in a, in a sitting was I think it is six pack of Budweiser. And that was over maybe like two hours, maybe. The most beer you've ever drank was six beers. Oh, well, I mean, I'm over like a two hour time period is probably about six. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we got this. Whenever the case race happens, maybe it is for the custody. I mean, Tyler Gunderson. I drank a whole bottle of champagne in fucking less than an hour a couple weeks ago. So, mm. bottomless mimosas. Shout yeah, out. that's what we should do. Fuck the case race. Just who can drink the most mimosas? I mean, did you see me? I know. I saw you. And I mean, clearly, you know, my, you know, I can drink a whole bottle. So, you know, we're just not going to talk about me, you know, later in the day where I just wasn't feeling like great, but it's fine. 
And then, mean, I, and then I ended up getting sick because of it, because of you people. Uh, no, because mm, clarify, please. The person who can't be here to defend himself. Exactly, because he poured hit. I didn't give you. I didn't touch you or kiss you or anything like that. Sit he, across from me or sit across from you. He dumped his mimosa into your cup who he was still sick. So please don't say you people say the name. Mr. Gunderson of the Tyler variety. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Speaking, he was supposed to have his own segment. He was supposed to be in charge of the baseball standing updates, but I guess I just got to do everything once again. So let's get on into the I MLB. Like you do it. It's better. The MLB standings after one week. Let's get on into it. Let's start over in the East of American, or would you like to do the National League? Topic? No, just, just 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 East 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 to West American to National East East to East. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays stand atop that division with a five and three record. Uh, a little log jam with the four and four Yankees and Rays. Boston Red Sox at three and four, and the lonely Baltimore Orioles at two and five. So. Pretty much it, what we in the come up. I mean, yeah, pretty much what we'd expect. The Orioles kind of already down there at last place. Um, Toronto, I mean, looking looking pretty good. Unfortunately, you know, did beat the A's yesterday. They've uh, split, I think, a series with the uh, Yankees, and then they won the series against the Rangers. So the Blue Jays not exactly looking super dominant in terms of like you know overall, but their lineup is looking good. They're dropping bombs. I mean, shout out Vladdy Cakes hitting three dingers, then getting the golden sombrero the next day. But we don't talk about that. I think the Blue Jays are we're the favorites going in, and they definitely kind of look like that out of the gates. I mean, I'm not surprised that the Blue Jays are doing what they're doing. I mean, their offseason was pretty decent um, getting the players they got. Um, what's surprising me is Tampa Bay being four and four. I did not believe the A's would take, what, three out of four? Yes, sir. And they played the Orioles in the first series. So you could say they had a weak schedule and coming out of the A's and the Orioles and whoever they played yesterday. Can't really remember coming four out of four. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's surprising. So, um, you Which know, they're on a three game losing streak cause they lost yesterday. Apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, in my opinion, New York is in, is a little bit higher seated than them. So, you know, I, I think I put New York and Toronto, we're battling out. So, I mean, I feel like that's already coming true. Orioles. Yeah. Sorry. Nice, nice to see you. Yeah. You're good. Hope, uh, hope everyone stays healthy. Boston. What's going on? I but, uh, mean, thought Boston was supposed to be some super team again. I don't know if I say it's super team. I know I was the one, the most high on, uh, on Boston. They, they lost their home opener against the twins yesterday. Um, trying to think of who else they played this week or this season it's kind of drawn a blank but three and four obviously not great um yeah i mean i think with chris sale out they are kind of waiting for him to come back to really bolster and you know solidify that starting rotation they got uh, they've scored 30 runs given up 34 so i mean their lineup's doing work, which is what we thought, you know, with Rafi and Xander and Trevor Story. Trevor Story, I think, has uh, been doing well in the uh, Red Sox uniform. But it looks as though it is the uh, pitching staff that's kind of bitten them in the ass. 
just like the Tampa Bay Rays, they've given up 38 runs. And I mean, we saw they got their ass beat by the A's, whatever that was, Tuesday. So uh, pitching, I mean, in the A, at least it seems like hitting is no issue. All these lineups are can do damage. It's just, I think, what's the pitching is going to be, I think, the, the separator yeah. between these four teams. Be, uh, before we go, the question I have about Tampa Bay, because I feel like a few seasons ago, they were their pitching was probably in my opinion top three in the league is it different now i mean you let you let go of snell and i think they i know they, they had another one that i think they was it morton i think maybe or is he still on there i don't know but do you think that has a big effect on basically their abilities to you know close out games and you know keep it close and everything or is it just you know, the teams are playing are just hot at the right moment. Well, the Rays are dealing with a lot of pitching injuries. Um, they got, especially, I know, like Anderson's out. I think Alvar, was it Alvarado or Alvarez is out as well. So, and then Glass now is just not even going to pitch the, this season because he's got the TJ. So the, the Rays bullpen, I'm not sh- too sure about their starting staff, but definitely like their bullpen has been like so worked over these last two seasons going in the playoffs. They've kind of fallen apart, but they should be back during the season. So, you know, as long as they can kind of, you know, keep it together for the most part, they're going to get some healthy arms at the back end of the season. So as long as they don't fall too far behind, I think that's going to definitely help them. And, you know, playing the Orioles is going to bolster up their record because they just like, Oh, I think they've won like, 15 or 12 straight games against the Orioles. But um, yeah, the, the Rays, their pitching staff is let them down right now. And it has to do with them, um, you know, just not being healthy and at their top tier. Shout out Dominic and his uh, profile pick. We're not going to say what it is, but uh, I might agree with it. Moving on to the AL Central, the Chicago White Sox. Stand atop with a five and two record. No surprise there. Uh, then we get the Cleveland Guardians at four and three, the hottest team in the box, scoring 46 runs. I believe that is a league leading it is. 46 runs. Uh, Dominic's Detroit Tigers at four and four, Ooh. the Minnesota Twins at three and four, and the poor Kansas City Royals at two and five. So, I mean, no shock at the White Sox where they are right now at five and two, but I think the Guardians are kind of arguably is the surprise of the entire league with how hot they are right now. Uh, Stephen Kwan has been the darling of baseball Twitter of him not being able to swing and miss getting hits all the time. Uh, Shout out. He's from, I think he's from Los Gatos. So shout out Stephen Kwan. Uh, Yeah. I mean, guardian, I don't know if they can keep this up, but they are just smacking the shit out of the ball and shout out Jose Ramirez. He gets his paper. He gets his paid. And he is a a solid early dark horse front runner for the American League MVP at the way he's hitting right now. I don't think it's going to continue on. I think being on a team like the Guardians year, and it's the first ten games of the season, everyone's going to be you know, oh my god, this guy hit you know five home runs or you know whatever. I mean, you're you're really calling him the dark horse when Vlad is over there just fucking being all thick and shit really oh dominic don't get me so bricked up at seven o'clock in the morning about talking about bloody cakes i'm sorry i'm sorry i I just so i just said vlad i didn't want to you know trigger any any uh penis enlargement 
you know any any bricking any bricking any uh but what's what's the uh what's the the trade is that masonry you don't want to turn into a freemason put it that way okay. don't know where, don't know where i'm going with this anyways chicago 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 guardians i agree surprised that they're i mean like like i just said though it is the first 10 games of the season so they'll probably That's win a few games. more who's counting but, but it's the first 10 all these shitty teams are doing good and and they'll start oh yeah they'll turn back into their old ways so i'm not i'm, I'm gonna wait you know a few more games okay, okay i mean i agree with you i don't think this is gonna hold up by any means i mean they're kind of like at a historic i'm not gonna say historic but they're definitely off to a really hot start right now so um plus 20 run differential with only 26 runs given up which is the best well not the best they're i mean white Sox are doing pretty well 21 but uh we knew cleveland's pitching staff they kind of just always figure out a way uh their offense has been a, a pleasant surprise they did play against the royals to start the season so that kind of has bolstered their numbies uh, a little bit but uh, you know, I, I think they're going to still stick around and kind of battle. I mean, we did kind of like this division going in uh, Detroit. You know, they're fine. They're, you know, scrappy. Uh, Mickey shout out. He's probably going to he should at least uh, hit three fat, get three thousand hits by the time we record our next podcast. So congratulations to him. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, my pick for rookie of the year, had an absolute fucking moonshot yesterday. Took him a little while to get his first tip, but He's uh, coming back strong. Uh, Minnesota three and four. Um, they played. I know they play the Dodgers. I kind of forget who else they played, but a little bit of a, a struggle to start the season. Uh, you know, with the new names, I think that would be expected. I mean, shout out Javi Baez over in Detroit. He has been uh, really, really good for them. Uh, you know, I didn't really like him too much, especially when he was in New York, but he's come over to Detroit and for, through the first week, uh, he's been balling out. He, he didn't hit a walk off, but he had like a game winning go ahead uh, home run in like the eighth inning. So I do like Javi. He's doing well. Carlos Correa, on the other hand, uh, he's hit a couple bombs. Byron Buxton, unfortunately, gets hurt once again, sliding a second. Didn't look too major, but he obviously, once he did it, he knew he was hurt and walked off the field. So uh, that sucks because when Bry- Byron Buxton is on the field, he's electric. And if he can stay healthy for a full, you know, 162, he's definitely an MVP candidate. But uh, overall, uh, the central seems like it's going to be exciting as long as everybody stays on the field, Dominic. I agree. And that's, that's, you know, I think last year and the year before, I think it was kind of like a one, one horse race. So seeing the central kind of actually be a little more interesting, makes it a little more interesting. Ooh, look at you. Then finally moving on to the West, we got the old Houston Astros still up top, uh, at four and three, but they only hold a half game lead over the Angels, A's, and the Mariners, all tied at four and four. Texas Rangers down there in the cellar at two and five. So, Bucky before, Rangers. Before we get, you know, two homer, let's just kind of talk in, in broad brush strokes about the division. Astros, I mean, obviously it's only a half game, so we can't go too far and say, you know, they're by far the best team, but uh, they're, they're, they're back straight 25 25. Uh, zero run differential, so not too much to, to say in that front. They have lost their last two games, so they, uh, after just beating down on the Angels in the first series, they've kind of uh, dropped their last two. Um, Angels, kind of the opposite. Obviously, they 
got beat down by the uh, Astros. They've kind of bounced back a little bit. They're in a uh, matchup with the Rangers right now. Shohei and Mike Trout kind of off to a slow start, but Shohei hit, hit two jacks yesterday. Um, he has kind of struggled on the mound, so hopefully Shohei can kind of can kind of get it back and uh, get back to MVP 2021 Shohei. So, uh, yeah, Dominic, your thoughts on kind of the overall look at the AL West right now? I mean, I would be lying if I said I wasn't, you know, surprised that the the <clears throat> What, uh, the Astros. I don't like. I don't like to say their name anymore. Just say, just say the cheaters, the cheating, the cheating fuck boys. Um, no, I. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone kind of. I think the yourself, me, and even the guy that's not here, all kind of put the Astros uh, probably on top. But to have the Oakland Athletics technically being tied for second is, is kind of what we didn't expect. We thought, you know, granted, like I just said before with the, with the central, the first 10 games, every, every bad team's good. Everyone's in it to win it. Everyone is, you know, close in the race, but to go into Tampa, beat those teams, the, the Mariners, I think, uh, who did the Mariners play? Was it, they played Mariners have played the twins and the Texans, right? Or the Rangers. I think it was, I know it was the twin. I think it was, I think it was the twins. I think you were right. But, um, you know, I was really high on the Mariners. Um, and even I was high on the Rangers, but to see the Rangers kind of staying at the level they've been at the past, like five seasons, is disappointing with that infield looking as scary as it is. Um, so, I mean, I think the West, just like every other year, is going to be a fun division to watch. Yeah, the Rangers are just with the Astros with a zero run differential, but they're different at 44 and 44. Their lineup absolutely fucks. I mean, with Simeon and Seeger and, you know, all those guys over there, we kind of knew they were going to be a big lineup. Once again, pitching was going to be the question mark. And, um, you know, going up against the Blue Jays first series of the season isn't going to help. And we saw kind of almost all the games that they got into. Uh, they, it was a slugfest, so that doesn't really help their uh, their run differential ERA and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, Texas a little bit of a struggle coming out of the gate. But let, let's be homers for a second. The Oakland Athletics at four and four. I mean, I know you can't get too excited for a four and four start, but I mean, you could argue the A's have the hardest kind of opening to the season. I mean, what we're on the road for like fucking. Yeah, three a, weeks or something a, like that. A, a 10 game road trip to start. Yeah. You start off with the Phillies, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. All three teams are perennial division contenders. Yeah. Luckily, we get a, a break next week when we get a four game home stand against the Orioles. So hopefully, we can kind of bolster the record that way. But I mean, this team, surprisingly, like I, I'm not going to get too excited and say, you know, we're going to make the playoffs by any means, but I was definitely the more optimistic out of the three of us in the preview. Yeah. And even they are kind of, you know, doing better than what my predictions were. Um, the the lineup is doing well. I mean, they actually put it on the the uh, the Rays that one game, and I mean, pretty much the entire series they put it on the Rays. They got a plus nine run differential, scoring forty three runs to thirty four given up. the The pitching staff is looking good. You know, kind of got to figure out who's whom in the bullpen. 
but uh, Trevino, I mean, very, very hit or miss right now. But I think as long as you can kind of, I do like Sneed, the the yeah, lefty with the long yeah. hair. Yeah. We're just going to ignore the fact that he's an anti-vaxxer and isn't able to pitch in uh, Toronto. But <laughs> as long as we don't have a Toronto playoff series, we'll, we'll be fine. I mean, uh, but uh, I, I think I so far I agree with everything you said. The only is, uh, oh, by the know. way, tease a piece to your boy Steven uh, Spaghetti. It looks like he's got the COVID. I know I, I'm a little heartbroken right now, but I mean, so far I agree with everything you said. The only thing I'm going to have to, I'm not going to say fade you, but like, you know, um, it, it, it's our starting pitching. And that's, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the, the crutch we were on right now is the fact that we don't really have. I'm like, a little scared that Frankie had a really good outing the other day. He's been in trade talks. Uh, yeah. They said possibly the white Sox. that's kind of, Falling apart because I think it, the A's really want um, Andrew Vaughn, who's a very vaunted, <laughs> vaunted, get it, uh, prospect. And I don't think the White Sox want to give him up. But I mean, Dalton Jeffries had it. He didn't do too well yesterday, but the the first start he had was was phenomenal. Um, and the other people, like you know, I I don't even know who their names really are. Exactly, but, but I'm not saying I'm not saying they're dog shit or anything. I'm not like I'm I'm surprised they came out and performed the way they did. But I mean, it just comes down to it. It's like, you know, you 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 need the you need a legitimate ace. The ace do not have an ace. They, in my opinion, they don't have anyone that if they said, "Hey, we're," you know, we I need. Think at this, I think at this point, it's Frankie. Not saying Frankie's a Cy. Well, he's kind of a Cy Young contender, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's a, he's a very bottom end Cy Young contender. Thank you. But I just, I th- I think position wise. The A's are kind of the only one they need to worry about is pitching. I feel like the infield, the outfield is good enough to get the job done. And I will say I might have been a little bit negative towards Pache, but my fucking God, this kid can play. I mean, I told I told Tyler I might buy a jersey. I mean, I, I told you I love his defense. The real question mark was going to be his hitting. I mean, right now they have him batting in the nine spot and he he's being productive. I mean, he had the little league home run the other day, which was insane to watch. But I mean, he plays his heart out. He runs super hard. If he can get it going in the box, I think he can be a superstar leadoff guy for the A's. And I mean, right now that the, that offense has been just super surprising. I think it, I, I believe it was 2021 where it was like the A's with runners in scoring position just could not do anything. They were like the worst in the league. They couldn't get any runs. They were just getting nothing but solo bombs. But now the A's, I think, have like the best batting average with runners in scoring position. They've almost like tied their season uh, season total for like three run home runs within the first week. So this, you know, obviously it's first week of season. I'm not going to get too excited, but. Right now, you know, they're starting off really good against these really good teams. And it's exciting to see. Now, if we end up 500, I'm fine yeah. with that. If it's if we finish 500, but we don't really, you know, go on a too big of a losing streak, you know, don't get blown out all the time from the good teams, then I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not expecting too much. I, we, I think we all said it like we're fine with this being an off year yeah. as long as they can kind of put it together next year, year after and so forth. So, so the question I have before we move on, uh, since we're the homers right now, do you think that you know what you said, like the three run bombs and and what we're how well we're batting right now? Do you put that at 
our players are just that good in the box or are you just saying the pitching of the opposing team was just terrible? What do you, what do you, what do you give it? Do you give the edge to us or them? Well, the Phillies bullpen has been suspect year after year. So, I mean, you can, and I mean, the starting, the starting staff for the Phillies kind of locked down the A's uh, for the most part. So, and then the, the, uh, the Rays, yeah, we don't know exactly what their diagnosis is. So, I mean, you could definitely put, onus more on the uh, pitching the opposing pitching uh the blue jays yesterday you know didn't do too bad i mean i think what they was only have one run but but once again that one run came with like two outs runners on base being productive now it could have been more the ace could have tacked on possibly tied it but uh that didn't that didn't work out so hopefully by next week you know finish out the series with toronto you got the four game set with the blue uh the orioles so hopefully that can kind of you know, get them back on track. You can win three out of four there, possibly get over the 500 mark. And they got a, a weekend series next week home against the uh, Rangers, which, you know, possibly we might be going to. I mean, I know we said something. We haven't said anything about it lately, but, you know, uh, you, your boy would like to go see this scrappy little team in person. I mean, I would, too. But, you know, the way it's looking right now is uh, it have to be Friday or weekend games and, you know, you know me. I like to come home, shit, change, and then go. So, I mean, it's going to be like we might miss opening pitch. Once again, I said we should go Saturday, get a blanket, have a fun day. I know it's in the sun. White boy don't want to burn. But, but you know, I, I'm, I think to grow my appreciation – for I mean, I already appreciate the game, but to grow my appreciation and to grow the studio audience's appreciation for the game, maybe we got to sacrifice a Saturday or two or three, maybe four or all of them or all of them. Yeah, fuck it. All right, moving on to the National League East. We got the New York Metropolitans at six and two leading the division uh, in front of the Atlanta Braves and Washington Nationals, who are tied in second at four and five. Miami Marlins at three and four and the Philadelphia Phillies at three and five down there in the cellar. They have lost four straight. So the uh, Phillies definitely on the struggle bus. The Mets, however, on a three game winning streak. So they are looking good to start the season. Um, for, you know, plus 22 run difference for the Mets. The offense has been doing what they should be doing while the DeGromless Mets starting staff has uh, held it down. Scherzer and his two starts for the Mets has looked phenomenal, looking like a 40 plus million dollar guy. Um, yeah, I I mean, obviously, you probably would think that Braves would be doing a little bit better after the first week of the season, but I think they'll, they'll figure it out and eventually they'll turn it around and they probably will still be the winner of the division. But the Mets right now are living up to expectations. So the the numbers that I want to look at real quick for you said that what were the Mets? They're plus twenty two, tied for second. Mets and Marlins, they're both negative 10, uh, 12 and eleven or something like that. So how is a team like that, you know, able to, you know, basically be a game back? You know, like I don't under, I mean, I, I mean, I understand it, but I mean, like it's 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 surprising that a team that's plus twenty two. And second place is minus 12, minus 11. It's like 
mind blown in my opinion. Well, it's all just you're kind of confusing me about the numbers you're throwing out because the Mets are in first place with plus 22 Braves and Washington are in second place with minus 11 and minus 12. He threw Miami out there, which kind of confused me. But sorry, my bad. I, I, I'm, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. I'm sorry. Amen. But uh, it, it's just run differential is a not a true stat, obviously, because you can get blown out in one game and blow the other team out the next day. So that's what kind of makes it. I know, but it's just one of those things. Where I mean, the, like... the bra- I think that the big surprising or at least you know troubling aspect would be the runs given up. That Matt Olson's a bitch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't hate on Matty-o. Anyways. I have a t-shirt but, signed. It's, I can I can say I got a I fanny want. pack signed. I want to sign your fanny. Ooh. Uh, the Braves given up four, 51 runs so far uh, out of the first nine games, which just a quick look looks as though it is the most in the league, and no one has given up 50 runs yet. So uh, the Braves given up 51 runs in nine games. Uh, they are one of the few teams who've actually played nine games. So a little bit of, uh, you know, aberration there, but uh, Braves, you know, a little bit of a struggle. They, they played the Reds to start off and the Reds shout out misdirect. You know, they kind of hang, hang in, hung in there with them. I think I forget if they took the series or not, but I mean, the Reds were, did not roll over Atlanta Braves world series champions. You know, you think it'd be this happening, man. It's a lot of emotion after winning the world series, start the season off at home, get your rings, do all the you know, festivities and all that. It could be kind of overwhelming, which might be the reason why the Braves have kind of started off a little bit slow. But as I said, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll come back around, and eventually I think they will still take this division. But the Mets at 6-2, and two, I, was, I feel like they're kind of like the angels of the, of the National League where I don't want to put too much faith in them because I just feel like they're going to fall off eventually, which it still could happen. Still first week of the season, but the uh, the Mets looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. Well, it's the Mets. It's the Mets, baby. The Mets. Did I do, yeah. did I do it right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Philly Yay. down there, three and five. I mean, they they took the series against the A's, and that's where two of their three wins have come from. So not 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 a good look. For uh, for old Philly, they they're really struggling offensively right now. Bryce Harper has not been able to get it going uh, thus far. I mean, if you got guys like you know Harper and Schwarby and Castellanos and Hoskins, Rio Muto, and I mean on paper they might have well, Philly, Atlanta, and New York all just have stellar lineups, and thus far the Mets and Atlanta have pulled through while Philly um, has been struggling. I think we said that we we don't know what they're bullpen and kind of pitching is going to look like so the this bolstered lineup definitely is a step up and thus far it has not so um still have faith long season ahead of us only eight games out of a 162 but philly's not an ideal start and i'm i'm i was, I was kind of high on on the phillies I'm not saying they were going to be fucking winners because you know <clears throat> the Mets, but um, you know, being being where they're at right now, I I really think they'll turn it around. But I mean, being where they're at right now, I did not expect that to be where they're at this first, you know, seven ten games. Moving on 
to the Central. We got the St. Louis Cardinals at four and two, just a half game up on the Chicago Cubbies at four and three. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers four and four, Pirates at three and four, and Mister X's Reds. Sorry, at two and six down there at the bottom was Mister X's Reds have lost four straight. Um, the Cardinals, the only team to win on Friday as they beat the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. So that's kind of a, a fun series to look out for uh, this weekend. Uh, Cardinals, I mean, they were my pick. I mean, they're my National League pick. They have definitely living up to my expectations and my hype. Uh, Nolan Arenado, once again, my MVP pick, looking like an MVP caliber guy right now. So I'm excited. I'm happy that the Cardinals are off to this uh, good start. Now they have played uh, the Pirates to start the season, which definitely has helped them. But um, laying the smackdown on the Brewers yesterday, I wasn't as high on the Brewers as I definitely know Tyler was, and I forget exactly where you were on them. But I'm, I'm high whenever I want to be high. Exactly. Everybody be high when you want to be high. But no. But um, be responsible. I, I agree. I agree with you. But, I mean, let, let's be honest here. Can, can, I mean, we, can we be honest? Seattle. Let's be honest. Is going to be fucking scary good this year. And looking at the division, I mean, you know, I know I probably wasn't, you know, I'm, I'll be honest. You know, I love the Reds. I love the Reds. You know, not I'm not a I want to watch every game and you know I'm not I'm not a Mr. X Reds fan. You know, shout I, out shout out Hunter Green. We hyped him up yesterday last week. He had his first start against those Braves, absolutely shoved, throwing plus 100 almost every single fastball he threw. I think his average velo was like 99 something. So I mean, yeah, I mean, like, am I gonna know that? No, but do I like the Reds? Yes. But looking at the vision, my you know, take away that the Reds aren't off to a hot start. This division, I think, is going to be just a lot of up and down, up and down. It's going to be, I mean, I know you're you're kind of, you know, hammering down that the Cardinals are going to take it. But, I mean, I, I got a feeling that, you know, the Reds did get hot kind of late in the year last year, almost made wild card. Um, at one point, they were almost able to win the division, but then they kind of fell off. So, I mean, I think out of all the divisions, I think this might be the one where, you might not have a clear-cut winner, in my opinion. I mean, shout out the Cubs. I think the Cubs have been a pleasant surprise to start the season. Uh, see, Seiya Suzuki, uh, he's hit, I think, two or three home runs thus far. He's um, living up to, to the hype that he got coming out of Japan, so it's nice to see that he's uh, kind of panned out. We didn't exactly know what the Cubs were looking like because you know they made a little bit of signings. They signed Suzuki. They traded away, you know, all of the kind of the 2016 guys. So we didn't exactly know what they were looking like. But um, thus far, you know, trend water at four and three. I think they're going to be a, a scrappy team and uh, should be fun to see what Suzuki does throughout the season. Uh, moving on to the NL West, and it just has picked right back up where they left off last year, where we got a three way log jam of five and two teams at the top of the division. But it's not the three teams you might suspect because the surprise of the year thus far has been the Colorado Rockies five and two along with the Doyers and the San Francisco Giants, the Padres at five and four, just a game back 
So, you know, can't complain too much about the Padres and um, Arizona down at the bottom at two and five. But uh, Colorado, Dominic, they I mean, we kind of thought it was going to be Dodgers, San Fran and maybe the Padres. But Colorado has, you know, shown up week one and said, look, we're no one really expect us to do much, but we're here. And they took the series opener season opener against the Dodgers in Coors Field. So a good statement series win by them. They won yesterday. Um, do you expect this to carry on? Because I kind of see this God, more. No. Uh, Just, yeah, I kind of see this like the finish that statement. God, no. Colorado will fall off the face of the earth and be. I, I, would, I, I would still put them before Arizona, but, you know, it is going to be a three horse race at the end of the year. And then it was going to be the Dodgers, San Francisco and San Diego. Admit it. Um, Padres are looking very devilish. And, uh, you know, uh, might, might, might get me to pick them to win the division, but Giants are always going to be scary good or are going to be low key good. And the Dodgers are just money good. So, yeah, the uh, Dodgers struggled a little bit to start the season, as we said, you know, lost to the Rockies. Uh, couldn't you really get it going against the Twins? But after they, I think they went back to back to back jacks. They've kind of really picked up their offense lately. Um, sorry, Mr. X. They they put it on the Reds, especially Thursday, where they just kind of exploded in the in the eighth inning. But yeah, Dodgers have kind of picked back up where they left off. Uh, the big news: uh, Clint Kershaw had was perfect through seven innings, had eighty pitches. He gets pulled. Um, this was the first time this has happened since the Dodgers did it again in like I think 2016 with Rich Hill. Um, Dominic, your thoughts on Clayton Kershaw. I know you're not the biggest Clayton Kershaw fan, but some might say this is the one thing he hasn't done. It is the one thing he hasn't done in his career. He's done a bunch of things, but he has not thrown the illustrious perfect game. He can't join the historic likes of Dallas Braden. I mean, or Matt Cain. Or Matt Cain, which we all know both of those guys are way better than Clayton Kershaw, right? No. Um, Just Matt Cain. No, not even. Oh, oh, okay. Look at the, we're finally getting Dominic to turn around and clean Kershaw. I mean, or he just hates Dallas Braden, Matt Cain that much. I didn't know you hate Matt Cain. No, I don't hate Matt Cain. I hate Dallas Braden, but you know, I clean Kershaw's way. I, I mean, I know you just love that DB is the official voice of the. Now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, one thing. I, I mean, fuck, fuck the division. I got Tyler told me something at work that he thought I was a very rare breed of Dallas Braden hater, but there's actually a lot of people who don't like him. What's what, what do you know anything about that? Like, it's because he's just not funny. He's stupid, ugly. Like what, what, what's the, why, why is there more people like me finally coming out and hating Dallas so much? Do you know why? I, I wouldn't know what you're exactly talking about. Cause I am in the little echo chamber of, of Dallas Braden love. I love Dallas Braden. You know, listen to his podcast. It's a great podcast. Shout out, baseball is dead. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about, Dominic, but I would not be shocked. He, he said that there was a spew of hate when I guess they announced him coming back or something like that. There's a spew of hatred or just hate, com- like not hate, like I'm not talking, you know, hate, hate, but like just kind of like, you know, not very promising, good cheer vibe words, just. You know, people like me being like, ew, why is he there? He sucks. 
we don't like him. We don't want him and stuff like that. Like he was like, oh, I thought you were one of a kind, but there's actually a lot of people who don't like him and I don't understand why. So I guess you don't understand why either. Oh, I mean, I could kind of see why he is definitely an eccentric over the top personality and he can kind of be a lot, especially, you know, in, in baseball where it's like a three inning game and he can, he can kind of bring that intensity and over the topness for a majority um, of the year. And uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I enjoy him. I mean, I get his little inside jokes and all the different like little sprinkles he might throw in there because I listen to the podcast and I follow him on Twitter and do all these different things. But I don't know if you ever explained it, but what exactly about DB is the reason that he kind of rubs you the wrong way that you're not a big fan of? I mean, I just don't like. Well, first of all, I think I already talked about it when I was a Giants fan. He was very. Which he uh, grew up a Giants fan, a big Giants fan. It doesn't matter. That you, I mean, he. I just don't understand the hatred that he was able. Not, maybe not even hatred, but the fact that his team was absolute dog shit. Giants are over here winning World Series. Your team's absolute dog shit. And yet you just have the goals to start just berating Giants fans, Giants players and stuff like that. And I'm just like. Like it just what do you mean me. by berating. I need evidence. I mean, I, I if you give me the day, I can find the tweets of all this n- negative giant stuff he was tweeting, and I'm like, bro, the Giants are winning games. They're winning championships. They're winning titles. And, like, and this is early in the. This is during the 2012, 14, 10 run. I think so. Yeah. Or is this like the past few years? Because he is a professional troll, especially when it comes to like the Battle of the Bay stuff. I mean, maybe that's what it was, but I was just very, you know, he just rubbed me the wrong way. And, you know, he's, he's, he threw a perfect game. Good for you. Is that Ted? Yes. Nice. Um, He threw a perfect, great, perfect game. Great. Good for you, buddy. You're not that good of a pitcher. So I to, think that's to, the point. That's, that's kind of the joke of it is he was very, he says this himself. He was very good for one day. And that one day has propelled him into all the success he has found. And he's very appreciative of that. Doesn't feel like it, in my opinion. I feel like he's a fucking asshole. Anyways, um, Dodgers doing the thing. Giants, I once again, they're also doing the thing. Shout out Alyssa Nakin. First uh, female coach, I guess pretty much any female, to step on the field. At a, in a major league game, she was the first base coach for the Giants after their original first base coach gets tossed. So not exactly, I think, the way you wanted to uh, have her. Hey, but it happened. But it but it did fucking happen. Uh, shout out Eric Hosmer. He uh, went over to say, you know, congratulations, kind of you know, shook her hand and stuff. So he understand, understood what was going on. But um, yeah, so that's that's big. She continues to kind of move the ladder. So shout out her. Um, Padres down at f- uh, five and four. I mean, I say down at five and four when they're over 500. Um, you know, they, they've done well. You, Shalmaniah, pitching no nos first start of the season. They're looking good, you know, not the best series against the Giants. So, you know, you handle business against the D backs, but that's then, my fault. But then you, uh, you lose to the Giants. So, um, as that I said, was, that was my fault that they lost the series to the Giants. I, I I'm sorry. Why, Dominic? What did you do? Um, well, 
our uh, coworker is a huge Padres fan. I mean, like the biggest. And uh, you is know, he a, what, but is he a Los Padres fan? No, definitely not. Damn. Especially hates Which, the uh, one of the outfielders who's on the DL list right now. Um, that 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 outfielder has been relegated now to DH apparently. No, oh, nice. I was that, that, DH yeah. the fuck. Because that's all he's good for is just dropping fucking diesel. <laughs> I have to go watch a game, see if it's true. But anyways, uh, you know, yeah. I'm batting a thousand right now. I'm batting a thousand with a triple and a single and five RBI. So suck a dick. Maybe I will. But anyways, uh, he's he went to the uh, like I said, he's a huge Padres fan. Went to the the first game and was all excited that they won. And I said, uh, I want to say Manaya pitched game two, and I said like, oh, wouldn't it just be great? Manaya goes out there and, and throws a no no, but you know, and like I like I I basically jinxed them, and then they lost, and then I sent a gif of stay classy San Diego. Tyler called me an asshole. And then he just was an asshole to me all day, like joking, not like legitimately, but, you know, he would just look at me and just shake his head and stuff like that, like normal stuff. And, uh, you know, and then I said something else about, uh, oh, he was like, oh, I almost got tickets to the to the Wednesday game. I said, I was like, you should go because they're going to throw a perfect game. And then the Giants beat that ass. So, you know, my fault. Your fault, you know, maybe maybe curveballs and cherry shots will have to go across the Bay to Oracle Park uh, during a, a Padres-Giants game. But only Fernando, Tatis, only Fernando Tatis is there. That's the only reason. Fuck Tatis. Why would it be going, whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck Machado. There we go. There we go. There we go. We can find some common ground because he is still a bitch. Then let's move on to the NFL. We do have uh, some names, some uh, moves to talk about. Our quarterback, Derek Carr. That's my quarterback. <laughs> Shout out to you. He signs a three-year, $121 million extension. He uh, had his press conference and said, you know, it was either he was playing golf, i.e. retiring, or he was going to play with the Raiders. So um, he's staying for presumably four more years. It's not exactly how the contract works. Obviously, there can be outs and kind of every single year. But uh, Carr and the Raiders have committed to staying together under this new regime. Uh, so it will be interesting to see what Carr looks like um, this season with Devonta Adams. And so you're you know. saying we're not getting Aaron Rodgers? Damn. No, I don't think so. But it would have been great if we had a, a third man on the podcast to get his talks. But uh, Dominic, you're you know we're both I think in the same boat uh, of Derek Carr. You know we like him, don't love him. Um, I think this I just, just he he has it's the the confidence he lacks in throwing the long ball granted, especially last season with the rugs going, going, I must say going down like an injury. No, motherfucker killed somebody, Um, you know, um, not having that deep threat option. I think with Devontae coming in, I think his, and the the connection he already has, let alone now going to be able to rekindle it and, and hopefully it grows and flourishes even better. I think, uh, you know, maybe that confidence might peak up a little bit, knowing that he has somebody like Devontae Adams that's running down the field. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think I think the Raiders can be dangerous. I think uh, Carr, like I yeah, I I like him. I'm not saying he's my favorite Raider quarterback of all time, but I mean, he he has his moments of like, where you fucking like, oh that's that. There we go. That's Derek Carr. No. And then those moments of like, why the fuck did we resign him for three years? So 
let's let's hope it's more of the that's my quarterback and not the why the fuck did we resign him this year? Yeah, I mean we're kind of in the same boat with Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, calling the plays. I have faith that uh, Carr is on track to have kind of kind of having a, a career year, technically speaking, in terms of like record books. He is the greatest Raider quarterback of all time, just because of the longevity and the way you know passing and stuff is now, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of what you had to do with, to keep your quarterback is to sign him, especially with the only one year left on his deal. So, and uh, not, you know, don't hate it too much. Talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, he gets a new wide receiver. He can throw the ball to somebody now besides uh, the Lizard King and maybe Randall Cobb. Uh, Sammy Watkins, former uh, what chief. Was he on the Bills? I think now he was on the Ravens. Now he is with the Green Bay Packers. So um, I guess this is just kind of a move to replace MVS, kind of a guy to stretch up the field. He can have, you know, big games every now and then, but um, kind of still wondering what's going on over there in Green Bay with the wide receiver room. Well, sucks to suck, right? I mean, you guys don't have the money to pay your guys. But the Raiders do. So suck my dick. Exactly. Hopefully it's fucking it. coming down, bro. You hear that? Well, I was going to ask you if you can hear the rain yeah, bouncing off the thing in, in the background. But I can't, I can't hear yours, but my window is wide open and just fucking, fucking getting rained on like a fucking blah, 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 blah. Amen. Uh, finally, uh, the Indianapolis Colts signed veteran cornerback Stefan Gilmore. You know, good signing. Kind of, I didn't think the Colts really needed, you know, cornerback help, but they have a good defense, adding some depth. Um, should be should be a good move. Good for them. Still wondering what the honey badger is gonna do. Just it's going to the Eagles. Hopefully, well, hopefully goes to the Raiders. But uh, we shall see about that. Now, finally, now the we don't have Tyler to not want to talk ball. Don, we can talk ball. We can talk hoops because the NBA playoffs are technically kind of already underway because of the play-ins. But I mean, that's not exactly the real playoffs. We we got the real playoffs starting this today on Saturday as we this speak. today today. Yes, this today, today. So cool. uh, starting off with the uh, with the Weast, we get the uh, Phoenix Suns taking on the New Orleans Pelicans, who were able to get it done yesterday against the Clippers after Paul George got COVID or something or another. Um, so, I mean, I think we both kind of agree that it's Phoenix. Phoenix's division are almost kind of titled to lose. Um, are we just kind of automatically putting Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree then. Yeah. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Utah Jazz, the four or five matchup. So uh, this one is definitely a toss up. Uh, Luca is great. Jazz always kind of an underrated team. Um, what do you what do you see in this one? Can Luca kind of wasn't Luca hurt going into this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a hamstring up, or something like yeah, that. I think it's kind of up in the air if he's even going to play. So if Luke, obviously if Luke is not playing that, that definitely does favor the jazz hundred percent. So. But um, I think if Luke is playing and he's not, you know, and he's playing at full capacity, this is the Mavericks series. Definitely hundred percent. But if Luca misses, he, even is, a game, he is, he is going to miss game one. It looks like, Ooh, I think if the jazz capitalized, take game one, then it's the jazz's series. So I'm going with the Jazz. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, I'm big Utah Jazz fan over here because Dwayne Wade owns the Jazz. So literally owns the Jazz. So got to show some love to the Utah Jazz. Now, 
Moving over to the homer pick, we get the Golden State Warriors taking on the Denver Nuggets at 3-6. Steph Curry has been out for the last couple weeks with a foot. He has progressively progressed uh, throughout the week, and he is probable to play today. Um, We have not seen the big three together really at all. So this we're finally getting it in the playoffs. It's going to be hard to expect them to look like, you know, 2015, 16, and all those other times where they're winning championships, but that the gang is finally back together just in time for the playoffs. Um, Dominic uh, with the nuggets dealing with their own injuries as well, but they possibly have the MVP in uh, Jokic. So that gives them a fighting chance, right? No. No, God, no. The Warriors are going to kick some ass and take some names and then get who ordered their Denver Nuggets to go. Ha, 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 ha. Damn, Dominic, you're so fucking funny. But I I agree. I think the Warriors are going to take care of it. It's probably going to be a scrappy battle. Maybe it goes six games. Probably not seven, but... You know, five, six games, and the uh, the Warriors take care of business. Then we get the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, who won their playing game against the Clippers. Uh, shout out Minnesota. They don't have too many uh, Ws, especially in the playoffs, which made our jokes about the playing games. But, you know, Minnesota actually kind of winning the playoff game. Patrick Beverly being very uh, petty against his uh, former team, which I – I love, I know you. It, it's, I easy love to make, it's easy to make fun of Pat Beverly in Minnesota for like, you know, really getting super excited for that play in win, but I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the only one they're going to get. So it's fine. Yeah. Kind of fodder for the Memphis Grizzlies at the two seven. I know we're kind of putting the cart for the horse here, but the Memphis Grizzlies, if probably when they advance and the Warriors advance, do you really see kind of, the war, I mean, they've had difficulties with the Grizzlies all year. Do you see kind of Memphis being the, the, the one to kick the Warriors out, or can the Warriors actually get it done? I think it will be a full, a full series, but I think the Warriors will get it done. I think uh, playoff Clay, playoff Draymond, playoff Steph, playoff Looney, playoff Wiggins, playoff fucking Iggy, playoff. The Warriors will come alive in the playoffs, and the Grizzlies don't want it. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on to the East, the number one seed, the Miami Heat, take on the Atlanta Hawks, who uh, pulled up a comeback win uh, yesterday. So shout out Trey Young and the Hawks. Obviously, I got to go with the Heat. They are the number one seed, but it did kind of it does kind of feel like those kind of like Raptor teams of like the LeBron area. Yeah, where like, you know, they're the number one seed, but are they actually like the best team in the, in the conference? Are. Heat are winning it all. Oh, don't, don't fucking get me excited. All right. I'm gonna. Okay. Don't, don't, don't fucking honey dick me like that, but I'm gonna, I, I got, you know, I got the heat winning and maybe not like super convincing fashion, but I think they, they get the job done. Maybe Trey, you know, goes off for a game or two and that's how they win those two games. But I really just don't want Trey young to fucking win up another series. So I want the okay, heat. So I, I, I want the it's more, it's, it's more anti-Trey than pro heat. I got, I got, yeah. Uh, then we get the four five with the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Toronto Raptors, you know, kind of surprising that Philly has kind of fallen down to four when they were just in contention for the one seed a couple of weeks ago. 
but I mean, those kind of first four teams were kind of all log jam there at the East. It's really hard to tell who's actually the best team over there, but uh, going up against Toronto, I think Philly gets it done with Harden and Embiid. I think it's really like, I, I mean, that's kind of just the same for the NBA playoffs in general. It's really like the second round that it kind of kicks off, but I think uh, Philly is going to be able to get it done here, but I would not be shocked if they choke it and Toronto moves on. I've never really cared for Philly. And I think playoff James Harden's going to come out where he just chokes up. So I'm going to go with Toronto. Okay. Okay. Then uh, the three, six with Milwaukee taking on the Chicago bulls. This one's kind of a fun series. They've had ble- uh, bad blood uh, the entire year with the, uh, Oh my God. What the hell is the, the dirty white boy's name? I forget. Tyler Gunnarsson. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that, that, that should be a fun series. I, Still, I'm going to give it to the uh, to the Bucks here, but always um, should be a fun series. Uh, nonetheless, you know, division rivals should be a scrappy team. Maybe maybe go seven. Who the fuck knows? But I think Giannis is going to go off and do his Giannis things and moves on. Now, this is a two seven matchup, but you, you would think it's kind of flip flopped with the seven seed Brooklyn Nets taking on the Boston Celtics. I think this is kind of the one everybody's looking at. The, the once again, despite being the seventh seed, Brooklyn still is kind of the favorite to win to the East, taking on Boston, who's always just kind of flying under the radar on how good they actually are. Dominic, can the superstars, with not having to worry about COVID now with Kyrie Irving and vaccines at full strength for the entire playoffs? Boston, Brooklyn, what do you see here? I'm going to go with Boston. I think uh, better chemistry. I think. Uh... You know, not a lot of egos on that team. I think Katie, Irving, whoever the fuck else. I don't. I, I haven't fucking really watching the Nets games. Ben, ben Simmons, if he actually shows up, but I don't no, know. No, he's going on crying in the corner somewhere. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to the the Celtics. I think just they're a better team. Yeah, I mean, Boston, uh, Brooklyn has just been so hit or miss. Like when they're on, they're on, but they just can hit a cold streak. So, um. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Boston as well. I think this is going to be a fun seven-game series. It's probably the only like real close, close one, I think, out of the different NBA series. But uh, should be fun. We actually do have a basketball question in the fan mail segment. So let's get on into the fan <laughs> mail segment of the podcast. Mr. Axie's questions of the week. Bum, bum. So let's get on over into the Instagram where we got Josh, Big Daddy, Guma, shout out, sending a question for the podcast. Uh, with your early MLB season underway, who do you guys have as the home run leaders for both leagues? Um, so, yeah, we didn't talk about that in terms of home run leaders um, in both leagues. Um in the American League, uh, Vladdy Cakes, hey, he's kind of like the easy one. I said Jordan, Jordan Alvarez as my MVP pick. So I'm going to go with Jordan just because I think if he does have a case of winning the MVP, he does have to put on monster power numbers. And see, I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going to go with Vlad just because he can't do no wrong. So I got Vlad. And then in the National League, you know, one soda. Oh, wait, he's retired. Oh, yeah. Joey Bart. No, okay. No. 
Um, you know, you got the obvious of like the Juan Soto's, the Bryce Harper's. Um, but I, I let me pull up the teams here just so I kind of get a. I mean, if I'm just gonna go dropping names, I would probably go with the Mets. I'll just the team. Pete. Peter. Pete. Okay, got big meat. Pete. Big. Big Pete. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. There we go. That's better now. Max Muncie to lead the league in home runs. Boom. Book it. Max Muncie putting up 45 fucking dongs, and he's gonna lead the league. You're fucking smoking meth, but okay. I sure. am smoking meth, but I'm gonna fucking say it. Max Muncie, he's better. Some drops some absolute fucking diesel, and he's better fucking do work, and he's better lead the league. Is it better to drop diesel or drop nukes? Which one is it? I mean, it doesn't matter what you drop as long as you're dropping something. Okay. Dropping dick? Yep. Uh, then, uh, he does not know if y'all talked about this before, but how do you feel about Kershaw being pulled with only 80 pitches? We glanced about it a little bit. We didn't talk about it too much. We kind of went off on a Dallas Braden tirade. Um, I, I personally, I wish he stayed just because it is like the one thing he hasn't done in his fantastic career. I would have loved him to stay, but I understand why they took him out. He even said as though, you know, he was kind of losing it uh, with his off speed and kind of command and everything like that. So, and with a shortened spring training, you can't expect guys. I mean, we're seeing this across the league, pretty much all pitchers are kind of getting capped at like that 80, 90 pitch mark. So they're not going deep, super deep into games. So I see where they can't, where they're coming from, but through seven, 80 pitches. I mean, we even saw like Tim Lincecum, like when he threw that no hitter, he threw like 150 pitches. Like I know that was in the middle of the season, but it's like, and Tim Lincecum was trash. So when you, yeah. And that was what, yeah, it's when he was trash. And when you have that opportunity, I I get it. Kershaw's getting up there. He had injury. He's had injury history this last few years. So, but just me personally, selfishly, I would have loved to see Kershaw go for it. And and, and to be honest, if he would have thrown a perfect game, I would have said he's a Hall of Famer. Damn, that's the one. Now that we that's the one quality. Next, I mean, next time, hopefully, it does present itself again. We got to send this clip out to Dave Roberts and say, you know, you need to put him back out there because now. After all this, if he throws a perfect game, Dominic Hobson will see, will acknowledge Clay Kershaw as a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Then, uh, Mr. Johnny Roca with a very timely po- question sends him in 10 minutes before we started recording. Uh, obviously, he likes to send in the like non. He, it's, like, it's like he knew we were recording today. I know. Almost like we said we we're going to do a Saturday morning podcast. Uh, but he has his infamous famous non podcasting questions. What is your favorite healthy breakfast? Get Dominic, the fuck out of here. I know you're a very healthy guy. So what the, what, f- what you, you, <laughs> you, Brandon Tango, healthy. I mean, I'm not the one who cramps up and, you know, gets out of breath walking three block, three blocks to a uh, parking structure. Excuse me. Not saying you are either. Oh, okay. As I was gonna say, I was like, motherfucker, when? Tell me when right now. And I'll fucking take everything back I ever said. But you know, that's not me. Thank you very much. I want to clarify. I want you to literally say that is not dumb because it is not me. I'm a little fucking triggered right now. Not, not Dominic Dom Copson. Dom, Thank you. Dominic Copson. Thank you. Thank you. Uh so yes, honestly, like I don't well, 
usually I don't have like, if I go to like a restaurant or have like a breakfast, I'm not going to have like a quote unquote healthy breakfast, but I do like healthy aspects to breakfast. Like I like eggs, I like egg whites, but usually I don't like order egg whites. So I can like eggs. I like fruit, like a fruit bowl. Um, I guess like, well, toast, not exactly like the healthiest thing because of carbs and stuff like that. So um, I do like turkey bacon. I I mean, we've kind of been eating more turkey, especially like here at the house. We do turkey bacon instead of like regular bacon. So, um, yeah. So like egg whites, fruit bowl, turkey bacon. There you go. I mean, the go the go to dish for me is just a fried egg sandwich. It could be on an English muffin. It could be on toast, wheat toast. But um, I love, huh? He said healthy. A fried egg is not healthy. It's just fucking an egg that's cooked. Okay, and then what you're throwing you're throwing cheese and meats in there? No. Okay, okay, okay. Damn, bro, fuck, man. I'm over here giving you my 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 nutrition tips and you just okay, Dominic. Just... Everybody, everybody listen to Dominic, the health nut. Listen to yeah. his healthy breakfast. I mean, I ain't got a gut, I got a six pack. No, I mean I I mean, like you said, if we go out, I'm I'm not fucking ordering the fucking, you know half the portion with you know substituting this for fruit and fucking celery sticks but i mean like you said like eggs you know um haven't had turkey bacon in a while actually maybe might try might try getting into that again but um yeah like i said i'm more if if like usually saturday sunday mornings i'll wake up make me a fried egg sandwich you know get some wheat toast fry my egg maybe maybe i'll do the sin and put a little bit of booter on it but other than that you know uh that that that's that's about my breakfast right there um uh the other thing i'm really into is oatmeal and uh you know if it's a, a low calorie low sugar oatmeal you know i'm i'm down i'm down do like sometimes my my uncle makes like yogurt with like fruit thrown in there so i like that as like, well but when you when you okay, hang on i want to clarify when you said make yogurt he actually makes his yogurt well, or i mean i'm i'm not trying to be an asshole I'm like he, he throws like, in you know like the standard vanilla greek yogurt or whatever and oh okay okay yeah 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 we're not out here churning yogurt in the backyard i was gonna say that'd be pretty badass actually but uh, but here you go dominic time to shine what is your favorite not so healthy breakfast oh, oh not so healthy breakfast um i mean oh, shit ted no ted do you have something to say Ted. Oh my god, he did. What Ted doesn't have a favorite not so healthy breakfast? No, um, I mean like it, de- it depends. I mean, like, you know, any clarification? Is this like going out and eating breakfast, or is this like yeah, you know, home? go as fat as you want, Dominic? I mean, I as much as I, you know, I, I'm, I'll give you both my out. And I'll give you my home. My home is probably World's Fairs Donuts. Couple uh, gl- couple glazed donuts, some donut holes. Probably the best yeah, donuts gotta, in the world. Gotta wake up at five o'clock in the morning for some fucking average donuts. Uh, you're a fucking average donut, you piece of shit. Um, I mean, I, I love a good donut. Um, or donuts. Sorry, let's let, let's not lie here, Dominic. You love donuts. Um, and then 
I mean, if, if like I'm going, I've, I've never, I've never been able to order. I mean, maybe, maybe now I could probably finish it all, but like ordering like the pancakes at restaurants, they're usually like fucking either fucking super gigantic and it's like three of them or they're fucking super tall and there's like 10 of them. And I've never really been able to eat them, but like, I love a good pancake as well. So, or waffle, one of the two. Now your boy can finish some pancakes. I love pancakes, you know, shout out to Lumberjack Slam at Denny's. It's great. Shout out, was it like the Grizz? So like any kind of those like slam type things with like, you know, the bacon, Isn't the sausage, like the volcano at black bear or something like that, too, or whatever it is, you know, that, the, the, that pan- the pancakes and the sausage and the bacon and the eggs, and the hash browns, you know, all that shit. Give it to me. Um, you know, I like a good fast food breakfast sandwich. So, I mean, pretty much any of them. Jack in the box, McDonald's. I know that sandwiches, but like Taco, Taco, Bell. Taco Bell breakfast. Oh, Wendy's Wendy's is, is meh. But um, if we're going like in-house, like home breakfast, not so healthy, you know, Portuguese. So you got to do linguiça. I like chorizo. So, you know, some chorizo, linguiça and eggs, that stuff. So that's uh, that's me. And then finally, he does have a um, NBA question. So shout out Johnny, send in some NBA questions. He wants to know who are you most surprised to see qualify for the playoffs? So- Money in the bank. Oh, wait playoffs no, no. so uh, just to kind of keep it i mean we'll go with like the bottom four teams i guess so you know the pelicans and the timberwolves in the west uh brooklyn and atlanta so i mean i guess we can just kind of count up brooklyn literally that literally sounds about my you know mostly the pelicans though i'm surprised that they actually got in so yeah i i probably would say the pelicans as well um timberwolves have been like a good team kind of all year they the record doesn't really show it, but uh, when they play well, they're a, a kind of a dangerous team. So I think they can't. That's why I said I think they can kind of give Memphis a little bit of a run for their money, but probably won't beat them, obviously. But I think the Pelicans is probably the 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 obvious pick because, I mean, yeah, not exact. I mean, yeah, I, I would have loved to see the the uh, Hornets get into the playoffs, but same uh, that did not that did not happen, but. Uh, yeah, so Pelicans, that's that's pretty not not the not the sexiest pick, but that is that is our picks. That is it for the Instagram questions. If you want to be like Josh and Johnny, send in questions at curveballs and CS on Instagram. Josh and Johnny. Uh-huh. I better check the spam folder just because you know, you never know. Somebody might have uh, sent in the uh, equation. You never know. Let's see. <clears throat> Lawsuit compensation. Fuck me. Uh, some nurse lady, fuck me again, fuck me, fuck me. Uh, let's see. I'm just double checking, making sure there's there's nothing in the spam. You never know. Because there was one time there was a question in spam, and now you're just paranoid. Pretty much. Oh, Mr. Mo- Morgan Owen. Mm. It's fake. Don't worry. Pretty sure it's all fake. Penis, fifteen inch. Nah, I don't need that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just seems like too much. That just seems like a hassle. You know what's 15? Everybody knows the new, the two is the new 15. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's get on to Mr. X's questions. He says, Good Friday. Ted's really really roaring. Yeah, I know. I told Ted to to basically roll over and shut the fuck up. 
No big deal. I mean, um, we all know you, you can't. When a bear is hibernating, you shouldn't aggravate it. That's just asking for trouble. Yeah. I got the little cub next to me, too. Okay. Uh, if you want to talk for a second, let me see if I can't uh, get the bear to roll over one second. Well, as Dominic tries to uh, wrestle a bear, um, if you'd like to follow us on other socials, Curveballs and CS on Instagram and Twitter. Also, TikTok. As we said earlier, we posted a nice video on the TikTok of Minoru Suzuki and Kevin Blackwood at the West Coast Pro Show. So go out there, show some love, comment, like, do all those uh, good, fun stuff. Hopefully, uh, we can do uh, some okay. more streams on the maybe. YouTube. Possibly soon, maybe? possibly yeah, okay. uh, an Easter baseball stream. Who knows? Or maybe, maybe another maybe. Easter stream. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens. Right. Anyways, Dominic. Anyways, so he says happy good friday and happy easter to you all i'm gonna take that back and say to you brandon and dominic because somebody's not here today uh-huh i definitely didn't have to explain what good friday is to dominic but that's okay don't you talking about did the studio a... audience explain it to you did the studio audience no i just want to just want to know she, she couldn't really explain it too well that's how, 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 how could she not explain it i'm not talking about it right, no, okay but, get, the, but then but then but then when i'm the one who tries to explain the difference between catholic and christian she gets mad at me because apparently she just knows everything even exactly. though she doesn't even know good friday is exactly Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Do you want to say anything about the Good Friday studio audience? Amen. Amen. It's Saturday, but whatever. Good job. Okay, if I can get in on the question of favorite beer. Now, while I'm not a big drinker, I've always been partial to Miller Lite. But my number one choice would have to be, oh, he's a Guinness guy. Mm. Mm Oh, wow. Are you shaking your hand because you respect that studio audience? You like Guinness? So I'm about a case of Guinness. You drink it? And no. Okay, then. <sighs> so, Mr. I, Guinness guy for Mr. I, I never would have thought he would be a Guinness guy. I thought he'd be more just like Coors or PBR or, you know. Never. I don't think I've ever had Miller, which I feel like I should. Because I never had much... Mr. Miller. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I mean, I've usually, I've had pretty much all like the standard light beers, but I think yeah. for whatever reason, Miller has eluded me so i think i used to drink miller no i never drink a miller light i've only drinking like the normal millers from 7-eleven when i used to pick hang out with one friend that i don't hang out with anymore um but uh, as we celebrate 75 years since jackie robinson's debut why do you think the amount wait why do you think the amount of african-americans who play mlb is currently at one of its smallest percentages since the game was fully integrated that's a question for you so go ahead. Um, I think it's a multitude of reasons. I mean, just in general, we're seeing the popularity of baseball decline in America. And so that would mean less black players are going to be um, in the league. Baseball is an extremely expensive sport to play. It's not like, you know, it's not like basketball where you just literally need a basket. You just need a ball and go to your park. You need, you know, a bat, a glove, a helmet balls and bases and all these other different things that yeah or, but we also see like you know kids in the dominican and like latin america just playing like with a stick and a rock but that's just not what you know kids do here in the states They're not playing stick ball so it's a some multitude of things mlb does do a, a good job of trying to get um, baseball into the inner cities so they're trying but I think it's just kind of a result of just baseball in general um, going downhill. 
Okay. Baseball well, is dead, as the lovely Dallas Brain podcast is. Shut the fuck say. up. Okay. Anyways, any excitement or even interest in the drum roll on the belly? USFL. To be honest, I completely forgot about it until I saw like some commercials for like during Raw. Yeah. And I think they're also on the cock. So. Back to Jackie Robinson for a second. What? What? Back to Jackie Robinson for a second. I know it's kind of like a gimmick because they're just trying to sell more shit, but I love that all the teams have a blue 42 on the jerseys. I love that. I love it that you love it. I love it that you love it that I love it. Anyways. Yeah. Mr. Rix's NHL update. Isn't it playoff time soon or almost playoff time? I don't know. Are you reading the email? Because he says in the NHL, the playoff picture is becoming a little more clear. Florida, Toronto, and the defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, have all clinched in the Atlantic. And the Metropolitan, Carolina, New York, and Pittsburgh will be moving into the postseason. Colorado has the only playoff berth in the Central. He sneezed all over my foot. That's disgusting. Um, Mr. did? No. (laughs) No, the mascot. Oh, okay. uh, let's see. Colorado has the only playoff berth in the Central currently, and no teams in the Pacific have locked down a spot to continue the season. Unfortunately for me, my Ducks, quack, 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 quack. officially been eliminated from the playoffs. Q said, <laughs> even said Q said quacks. Quack, quack, motherfucker. Quack, quack. Um, hate to see it. Brandon, playoff time. Make a bet. Yep. I mean, it. Usually, I mean, it's just like kind of like basketball. I'll, I'll tune into some playoff hockey. So make a bet. Make a bet. Put a bet, bet down. Yeah. Put a bet down. Don't be a bitch. Put a bet down. I have only won like one hockey bet my entire life. So put a bet down. Don't be a bitch. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I went on a betting spree last week on during the UFC. Ultimately came out even just because Aljamain Sterling, Sterling won. No. Okay. Should he have won? I don't know. No, I don't but, think so. Yeah, because Dominic definitely did watch it. But yeah. I Anyways, on, on to Mr. X's wrestling questions. How and when will we see Brock return? Who's Brock? I thought it was Bork. Bork. Related to Brock Lesnar. Brothers, like Ezekiel and Elias. Elias. I almost said Festus. Yes. 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 When will we see Brock come back? Um, I don't know. They just blatantly false advertised him for backlash, which is insane. But, um, I mean, I think we have two stadium shows for Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. So I I think we'll see him for those, or maybe not for those, but probably for SummerSlam. I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, Babyface Brock does kind of open up different things you can do with him. So, you know. Kevin Owens or an Omos or, you know, some other kind of matchups that we haven't really seen. So, I mean, I don't think this is the last, obviously it's not the last we've seen him. Him old, and John Cena board. team up and become tag champion, tag champions. There you go. Dream team. There we go. Okay. Him uh, and Sean get back together. What? What? Him and Sean get back together. Him and Sean? Shelton. Oh, I was like, who the fuck is showing? Um, Let's see. Now, while I personally love the Lights Out debuts in AEW, they need to use them for wrestlers that people actually know when using it for someone like I, the Singh guy. How do you say his name? Satam? Yeah. Satam? 
Yeah. Singh, who nobody, myself included, had an idea who he was at the time, totally deflated the moment. How should they have introduced him? I think you do a WWE, WWE, let me rewind. I think they should have done a WWE thing, whereas you kind of just, you know, have someone announce him, like making their debut today is, you know, fucking a former whatever sport he played, fucking blah, blah, blah. Here he is now and have him walk down. So then you introduce him. People are like, oh, this guy looks like he's sucking some dick because he can't wrestle for shit, which let's be honest for a big guy. He can't wrestle for shit um, instead of just having him just appear and, you know, do what he did. Yeah, it does say something that WWE could have signed him and they didn't. And we all know they love their big green giants. So uh, not not a good start for Mr. Singh in AEW. I agree. I, I mean, I do think they kind of just overdo the lights on lights off gimmick in general, but Debuting someone who you don't even know is just makes it even worse. You could have done like the whole, you know, virus coming thing where you, you know, run some sort of promos and video packages, but I don't think we've really seen AEW do anything besides like the Dark that. Order. Yeah, right? I guess. But even then, like the Dark Order was a thing. So I don't know. Um, but I mean, even go back to the Dark Order, like I yeah. think this was like the worst show closing angle since the dark order did like that hostile takeover, which was like infamously the moment where Tony Khan took over his booker. So, well, um, yeah, I think, I mean, AEW's losing their lust though. Huh? Maybe. maybe, I mean, Tony they, needs to take a step back and give it to his son-in-law. Maybe they, I mean, they could have done the exact same thing, just not the lights off gimmick. You could have just had him like, you know, enter through the crowd. It still would have gone over like a wet fart, but yeah, it, yeah, just the added layer gotcha. of the, the angle. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, something that we've all been wondering and questioning, and hopefully you can give us the insight that we need desperately, Brandon. Hopefully. Question is, so the Raw and SmackDown after Mania have come and gone where the H.E. double hockey sticks are Bailey and Oscar. No clue. Seen on Twitter that they put out, well, not they, just twitter has had graphics out of like it's been over 200 plus days since we've seen either one of them uh i don't know i mean i guess the old creative has nothing for you because well, didn't oscar have like a fucked up shoulder or something like that she did but then it's i think it's been reported that she's been healthy it's just they haven't had anything for her i mean i would love to well not love but you they know don't have anything for him Fucking put them together. Let them win the fucking tag titles like they did to know me and Sasha. And then you fucking pull an APA Hardy boy as Bailey or Sasha turn on the partner and they become best friends again and they fucking walk away. Boom. There. Angle. Goodbye. See you later. There you go. Book in the goddamn territory. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would love Oscar to come back because she was just like the MVP of the pandemic, especially like the MTPC era. But uh, I mean, we're even seeing like, yeah, I mean, and we're like even seeing like on SmackDown, like where Shotzi, where's like Zia Lee, like they're they have their one program. They have like the Ronda Charlotte on SmackDown. They have the Becky or the whatever, you know, Bianca's doing on Raw. 
sprinkle in some 24-7 nonsense and whatever the tag team division is doing, and that's the only women's stuff you get. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like I feel like this is how much I don't like her. I think Ronda coming back really killed it because now everyone wants Ronda. And I, when I mean everybody, I mean WWE. The fans don't really give a fuck about Ronda. We rather have Bailey, Sasha, Shotzi, fucking uh, Zia Lee, all these other wrestlers than just Ronda and Charlotte. So I will say on the SmackDown after WrestleMania, where Ronda cuts a promo saying she's not going to make excuses for a loss, I found that very hilarious after her track record of excuses after losses. She's trash. Pack up your bags. Go be a stay-at-home mother, you fucking whore. Okay, if you would like to be like Mr. X and send in a question via uh, email, that's what it's called, uh, curveball and cs at gmo.com. I want him to write me a handwritten letter and send it to my house. We have all the, well, if you want to dox yourself on the podcast, go right ahead, Dominic. (laughs) Um, If you want, you know, all the pertinent links and things you want, you need to connect with us is in the description of said here podcast. So let's move on to AEW Dynamite. We kicked it off with uh, CM Punk and Penta Oscuro in a, uh, in a match. Uh, Punk continues his uh, winning streak post MJF as he climbs towards the AEW title. Uh, it was a good match, kind of a little bit sloppy at points. I think Punk recovered quite nicely uh, after the botch uh, selling the knee injury. Don't know if there was you know some loss in translation kind of thing throughout the match, but uh, I thought they recovered nicely. They had a good, solid match. Not yeah. one of Punk's best, but overall, it was good. And by the way, uh, Alex Aubrey Hantes, or whatever his name is, needs to drop his fucking gimmick that he's been doing with Pento Skirtle because he looks like a fucking child on Halloween. Well, hang on. Studio is yelling at me. What am I doing? Where is the little pillow? Yeah. It's right here. She is. It's with the... Well, oh, no. it's I'll give it to you, all right, baby. Hey, right? um, you know, I agree. Maybe not the best punk match. It's definitely not the worst. Um, the I don't understand the. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. The he needs to drop the gimmick, the Alex guy. But I mean, but it's Tony Khan and AEW. Are they going to drop it? No, they won't. No. Um. Then we get an AEW tag title match with Jurassic Express and Red Dragon. That was probably the best match on the show of a bunch of good wrestling matches on the show as Jurassic Express retains uh, their titles. They continue on. Uh, FTR comes out. Couldn't exactly tell what the next direction is because they held up the title. So obviously that could mean they're going after Jurassic Express, but Red Dragon kind of got in their face as well. So uh, whichever which way FTR wants to go, I am all for it because they have a surprise. Well, not surprisingly, but they've done very well for themselves. Uh, I guess post babyface turn, even though they do, they still did come out of the heel tunnel for whatever that is worth. So, a good match. Jurassic Express holds on to the titles. I don't know where they go from here. If it's not FTR, I mean, selfishly, as we're I'm kind of fantasy booking double or nothing, I would love for it to be Danielson and Moxley challenging for the titles, but I just don't know if they're going to get there that quickly. They probably won't. I mean, let's be honest. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Jurassic Express versus somebody. 
probably FTR, maybe, maybe even Red Dragon again, but it's not going to be uh, what you want because we'll, I know what what you want doesn't really matter to us. Nope, especially AEW. Speaking of the Blackpool Combat Club, they did get a new member finally in Wheeler, Utah. Um, Dominic, any thoughts on kind of the Wheeler, Utah Moxley match from last week's Rampage? Very bloody. Uh, after Very weeks, bloody. After weeks and weeks of teasing it, Yuta does join uh, the BCC, not to be confused with the BBC. Uh, very reputable uh, British television news market. Uh, but they cut a promo backstage. You know, mm-hmm. Moxley, Regal, and Danielson were all good. Yuta had like one line. That's you know not his his strong suit. But I was yeah. kind of hoping more from Yuta, but uh, yeah, we get the new member added to the BCC. I mean, I, I, you, my honest, honest take, I think uh, they could do without him and it would have been nice to have, and maybe, maybe this is a little stupid in my opinion, but you know, who, who am I if I don't say something stupid on the podcast? I think you should have taken, you know, Joe and would have been a very, you know, WWXWWE uh, faction, but just old um, men beating up young guys. Exactly. I mean, they're all fucking fighters. They're all fucking just brawlers. Having William Regal there as their mentor or manager or whatever you want to call him would be fucking pretty badass. Uh, the point, the other thing too is, besides Regal, no one else is from fucking the United Kingdom, England, wherever you want to. No one's, you know. Moxley's from what? Well, I know I know they're all from America, but like Moxley's from whatever. Danielson's from Washington. Where's Yuta from? Oh, exactly. So no, you know, I I think it's kind of, you know, apropos that uh, I had to use the word today that uh, no one is from Blackpool except for Regal. So but he's the leader. He's the mentor. Yeah, but I mean, you no, know, should have been like. The American Blackpool Club. Because, you know, Dominic needs America. He's America represented. I am right. Uh, shout out uh, Regal. Uh, they had like the after show thing on Dynamite and they d- put out Danhausen and all the other shenanigans and Danhausen cursed William Regal and Regal sold it like a motherfucker. It was amazing. Not, did you see this, Dominic? It was great. Uh, I did not. Because I don't want to risk getting cursed. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's smart move. Smart move. Um, we get Sean Dean once again defeating MJF. I believe this is the first ever countout in AEW, or at least in Dynamite. So a little bit of history. They're continuing with the Wardlow uh, beating up a shit ton of security guards, but then ultimately getting restrained. Uh, you know, lo- logistically or logically, it doesn't make too much sense, but. The crowd is just popping every time Wardlow shows up. And now we're kind of moving to the next chapter where MJF is now booking guys against Wardlow. First, it is the Butcher. Not exactly the most fierce, fiercest of opponent, but uh, now we're kind of into the next chapter of the MJF Wardlow storyline. Which is... MJF booking monsters for Wardlow to slay. Which is... Ultimately, the second chapter before the monster. 
I mean, uh, ultimately, it's going to lead to MJF versus Wardlow. Probably. Okay, nothing. but who, who's the fucking monster Wardlow's going against? Come on. I want to know. The butcher? That's not a mod. The fuck? I said, I said the butcher already. Oh, oh, else? Who else? Come on. Tell me. I don't know. Tell maybe me. he takes on Satinum Singh or something. Ugh. Mark Henry. Big Joe. Or sorry, Paul White. Maybe. Anyway, AW sucks now. Fuck. Uh, we get the damn hot take. We got the Jericho Appreciation Society defeating Kingston, Santana, Ortiz. Um, you know, hot match. Everyone loves Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, but in the end, the heels get the win. Big old beatdown. So they're continuing this. Um, maybe uh, Kingston, Santana, Ortiz get some help. They're down two men. So, so yeah. Uh, then I think probably the low point of the show would be uh, the Unfortunately, token women's match where we get Marina Shafir uh, defeating Sky Blue in a showcase match. As Shafir is going to take on, um, what's her, oh my god, Jade Cargill, I think on Rampage next Friday, uh, for the TNT or at least for Jade's thirtieth match. So uh, this was not great. Uh, I don't know what Shafir was going for with her like kind of demeanor and the way she was carrying herself. I mean, I like Shafir like as a wrestler. I think she's pretty good maybe underrated one might say mm-hmm. but no nope. i mean that's why she might be underrated because you're not rating her appropriately but she's below average Ooh, okay okay that's fine fine agree disagree uh but yeah i, I did not like this whatsoever i thought it was weird they had the baddie section and uh, shafir was just like staring at them the whole time which didn't really translate well on television it was just kind of a mess all the way around I honestly think that AEW is in such hurt of talented females that they think anybody can come in and put on a fucking five-star classic. I mean, I feel like they're just bringing in all the female wrestlers and they're just not living up to, I, I mean, I don't see where the hype is coming from, but I feel like, you know, Tony's just like, oh yeah, come on over. And it's like, hmm maybe you should actually do some research and try to find female wrestlers that are able to, you know, put together matches and not just kind of like, you know, I'm going to go wrestle, you know, you know, this was the token women's segment on the show. They did have a backstage thing and they booked uh, Tony storm taking on uh, Jamie hater, the first round of the Owen cup. Uh, I thought that, you know, I, I do think Tony can do more in terms of talking and character development, but I think they have done a nice little job building up this this little first-round match, so uh, that should be fun. Also, Soho uh, qualified on Rampage, so... I mean, I think we're just going to get, like, your typical, you know, top women who aren't really doing anything, who don't have a title, are going to be in the uh, Owen Cup. Uh, then we get uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Swerve and Keith Lee. Starks from New Orleans got a big hometown reaction. You can see he was emotional. Um, I thought this was a really good match. The crowd was torn because obviously they loved Starks, but they also did like the baby faces and Swerve and Lee as well. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, kind of was uh, in a little downturn these last couple of weeks and months, but I think he has kind of picked it up nicely working with Keith Lee. So uh, Starks and Hobbs end up getting the win with Taz interfering. So he's kind of reemerged as, you know, a heel manager for Team Taz. I, I liked it. I thought it was a, you know, good, solid tag team match little you know worrying that i think yeah swerve did take the loss that's like two losses in two weeks so 
Well, I, I'm exactly, exactly. I like I like Hobbs. I really, honestly, I hope he goes to WWE. I think he is underutilized in AW. Not really. They're not really taking his potential and elevating it up. And I think WWE could fucking use a man like him. So fuck AW Power. Come to, come to, come to the light. What would uh, Powerhouse Hob? What would Powerhouse Hobbs's fake WWE gimmick name be? Hobbs. No, you can't be Hobbs because that's like Hobson. There you go, Dominic Hobson. Dominic Hobson, and I'm like, that's me. That's me. There you go. There you go. Book in the goddamn territory. Then finally, in the main event, we get the ROH TV title on the line as Minoru Suzuki defends. Against Samoa Joe, just two grizzled old veterans beating the piss out of each other. Ultimately, Samoa Joe gets the win uh, to get the title, the one ROH title he has not held. Um, your thoughts, Dominic? Uh, you know, on the match, but also AEW leaning. I mean, kind of, kind of heavily into the ROH stuff right now with this match. They also have an ROH title yeah. on mm-hmm. Battle with the Belts. Do you think they should probably keep that separate? Or are you? I mean, yeah. you're blurring the lines on AEW and Ring of Honor, kind of just becoming one big entity. Um, which, if that's what they want, cool, great. Then you need to take ROH away and just kind of just, you know, just make it AEW light, whatever you want to make it be. Um, going to the match, fucking two phenomenal athletes, just kicking ass, taking names. Joe got the win. Great, cool, wonderful. Um, we don't talk about what happened afterwards. We definitely aren't going to talk about what happened afterwards because it was fucking god awful terrible. It's a real boner killer, and um, you know, it just uh, it sucks that a moment like that was ruined. So, but uh, you know, if like going back to the whole thing, if they want Ring of Honor to be its own thing, cool. Then you need to fucking keep it away as much as possible. Stop fucking bringing it in. You know, I understand talent. You know, bring them, bring in, bring in. A Joe every once in a while, kind of just to keep the crowd fresh, whatever, you know, maybe throw a AEW star in a ring of honor just to go get there, you know, to, to, you know, be like, oh, look, I'm here too, you know, but don't fucking constantly have everybody on each show and just, you know, just to me, it's just, you know, it looks like you don't have the talent to fill up both rosters or maybe the ones say the money, which we know isn't the case because you're letting go. AEW originals because exactly. uh, you don't have any, you know, not say Marco stunt is you know, drifting away. You couldn't resign Cody Rhodes. Really? You eh, could have. I mean, he could have, could have had a, fit. he could have had a great he- a run as a heel and would have been great. Would have been great. Uh, finally, we will talk AEW rampage because they didn't have a big match. You wouldn't have really have known it on dynamite. Cause they gave it like one, two minute video package, which I, like kind of going back with what you were saying of like the airway stuff, like you had arguably the biggest TV match you've had, you know, since like CM Punk. Well, it's not even a match, but like since CM Punk debuting and you gave it like one little video package and that was it. I, I do wish AEW did like a better job of like really building things up. I think they have too much of like an ensemble type approach where it's like, oh, you know, this is going to be good. So here it is. We're not going to build it up and get you too excited for it. So didn't like that aspect where I thought they should have done way more to build the title match, but we did get a Texas death match on Friday. 
the Battle of the Atoms, Adam Page defending against Adam Cole. Uh, you know, gruesome, not super, super bloody, but there was blood involved. Uh, we get the finish of Adam Cole getting a barbed wire crown. Uh, shout out Jesus on Good Friday. Gets the dead eye through the table. Boom. Ten count. Adam Page wins, retains. Um, I thought good match, obviously, but I kind of wanted to focus more on what's next as we are five, six weeks away from double or nothing. Obviously, CM Punk is kind of the big name floating out there. He ain't doing shit except for winning matches and getting ready for the title. So are we getting Adam Page, CM Punk, at double or nothing? If we do, cool, great, grand, wonderful. If not, I would love to see Adam Page just drink a beer with every fan in attendance. I'd be okay with that. At the T-Mobile Arena, so he's going to have like 16,000 beers. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to drink every 16,000 sips. Exactly. You just walk up to every fan, clink glasses, and you take a sip. And, and that has to be, you could just be like a little, a little drop, you know. Yeah, just a little drop. Or, you, you know, know, there's probably some kids or some, no, you know, non- alcoholics there so you know maybe exactly. in reality be like you know ten thousand or eight thousand exactly it's doable no um i mean i we probably are leaning towards it um which gets me to think like are they gonna have punk win it and then it will be punk and I kenny so. when kenny comes cry. back i mean yeah kenny still don't have too much word yet on exactly what he's doing he's not healthy he's almost there it seemed like he needed to get like a surgery or two like in february yeah. so i would lean to a probably too quick of a turnaround for him to be at double or nothing well i'm not saying he's at double or nothing i'm just saying punk wins it and punk has you know i'm sure they're going to run it back with page because that's what they need to do and then the first defender is probably going to be most likely mjf because you're fucking high on him and then would you have Punk drop it to MJF and then have Kenny come back? Or would you have Punk beat MJF and have a Punk-Kenny feud? I probably would start with Punk-Kenny. I think you save the MJF thing for later. Because ultimately, I think this could and should lead to MJF winning the title and beating Punk for it would be like, you know, the ultimate heel move. So, um, yeah, I, I think you put MJF on the back burner for now. He can, you know, do his thing with Wardlow. He can get distracted for a year, maybe have it at double or nothing, or probably not all out. Cause I think you want punk to have like a a substantial reign, not like a couple months, kind of like what hangman is, but we are kind of writing off hangman that we're just kind of thinking that he's just going to lose because he sucks. I mean, I I did kind of think that if CM Punk was going to challenge at double or nothing, I was thinking it would be Adam Cole, just so you do get like that heel face dynamic but then if punk is gonna win you probably don't want to have you know a cup of coffee champion but then you know if it's punk and hangman i think we know where the crowd's gonna lean it's gonna be punk i mean you know you know it's gonna be me yeah. you know, i'm the punk mark on the show yeah. so yeah I might, I might cry if he wins okay that's fine <laughs> All right. Well, that will uh, do it for this episode. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for having me on. Oh, wait, I co-host this bitch. Mm-hmm. So if you want to close it, you know, go, go close that song bitch out. I'm closing some bitch out. Hopefully you close it better than uh, our Rolls Chapman can. Don't walk in a winning run, Dominic. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> 
Then we'll do it, everybody. This is a conversion change. Uh, I I can't do it. Sound like a real asshole. I can't. I can't do a good impression of you. I'll just do it my way. All right, that's the episode, y'all. Fucking, you know, hit us up on the on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the on the Instagram. You still doing TikTok? We just posted a new TikTok, Dominic. Oh, I gotta go find it. Um, Instagram, TikTok, emails, socials. Butterflies and peanut butter. Did they do a good job, or do you want to? You want to? I mean, I think you did a great job, Dominic. You did in your own little special Dominic way. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Once again, all the pertinent information. If you need a link, is in the description of the podcast. Shout out Dominic. Shout out Ted. Shout out studio audience. Shout out the mascot. Once again, if Tyler wants to get out of his contract, or if Travis wants Tyler back on his own podcast, all you guys have to do. Is the three parties involved in the infamous Dom Toretto podcast? I have to apologize for the actions that were said. Okay, no, but you're what I'm trying you, to. You're, you're saying just an apology. I, I want a fucking full 100% pro Dominic podcast. Okay, and a full pro Dominic podcast on the next episode. There we go. Or a episode. Anyways, no, thank they you. Have guys to do, for... they have, it's, a, it's strictly a pro Dominic podcast, nothing okay. but pro Dominic. Okay, so it's going to be the shortest trapped with hell episode in history. No, Got it. So, no, that's all they can talk about for, for all of eternity. All right. So thank you all very much. Till next time, maybe we'll have a three-man booth next week. Who knows? Goodbye and good night. Um, bye-bye. Yesterday's tsunami